When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. I hate kids. They're barely human. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello. That's Kevin. What's up, y'all? I like I like that intro today. Thank that, you. That suits my personality. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to the Quiet Take Podcast, the definitive My Ducks podcast. I'm excited. We're going to have later on the last matchup of the first round of trivia. Then we'll get into the quarterfinals, and then things should get going along here. But that's for later. Anything else before we get into it here? Anything we need to deal with? Uh, I'm not that I don't I think there's any loose ends. We are... I guess all three of us were here last week. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. All right. So, Tommy, let's get into it. What is the topic today? So, we've got some more spinoffs for you. You know, a few episodes ago, we we introduced a couple of spinoff potential, I guess, sitcoms or or movies. And so, we've got more. There's plenty because, I mean, the Mighty Ducks is such a vast universe. It's, it's, uh, you know, probably more than like Star Wars. Yes, I agree. So that was episode 127. That was our first spinoff episode. If you don't count the D4 episode we did for episode 100 where we came up with D4. So in that episode, you can listen to it. But a quick recap, we had a six-episode miniseries featuring Gordon Bombay playing minor league hockey on the Minnehaha Waves, uh, featuring Dennis Quaid as this sort of Crash Davis type who... Initially a rival, becomes a friend, and then tragically dies. Uh, spoiler alert. Later on. And then we also had the Bash Brothers in Mexico as a 30-minute sitcom that could go for seasons and seasons. And then we had a sort of romantic comedy movie when Goldie meets Sally, M-E-A-T-S, <laughs> of the summer of Goldberg working at the deli in a coming-of-age tale where he meets a girl. So, a little bit of a double entendre there, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we get into it. So as we got ready, as I got ready for this, I started thinking about what's big in the movie world. And obviously superheroes are big in like the origin story of superheroes. So do we have any like prequels or anything like that? Or do you want to take it a different way here? Um, This is a semi-prequel. This okay. is one I, just, I was thinking about earlier. Um. Coach O'Ryan, this is um this is a lifetime movie. Oh. Um, Coach like O'Ryan this. and his daughter. Basically his decision to quit the NHL and basically um deal because his his daughter is in a in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Did his wife die? I forget. It's unclear. Okay. Unclear what's going on with the wife. Maybe she died in a car wreck and that's why she's in a wheelchair. Yeah, I it? think that that kind of okay. that would make sense. So I think that's what happened. So it's basically how he learns to deal with that, and then you got like, um, so he basically has to choose: do you go, like, move to Dallas or whatever, 
um, with the stars or stay in Minnesota to make sure your daughter gets the best treatment because all her friends are there. And so it's like a real, you know, touching, like barely 80 minutes lifetime movie with like sappy music and some like old like woman plays his mom or something like some like oh i recognize her from something but it's not like, like um, that like that woman that you always confuse with like susan sarandon you're like it's not susan sarandon but you're like oh yeah yeah she looks like susan sarandon <laughs> who is that i don't know <laughs> maybe it's they're just all, susan they're sarandon. all like that <laughs> i don't think it's susan sarandon that's like above her pay or below her pay grade yeah maybe it's um the mom from everybody Lo- or not mom the yeah the grandma from everybody oh. loves raymond maybe <laughs> yeah. she could be uh coach yeah. orion's mom Okay. Or maybe she's the mom of Coach Orion's wife. Oh. That's, I don't know. That's a little too, like, like comical for such a sappy movie. That's true. I mean, I don't think she plays the grandma from Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. Like, Coach Orion is. We're assuming she has a bit of range here. Yeah. Yeah. This is. is She's probably learned a thing or two in her 90s. What else has she been in? She was in Grandma's Boy. I do remember her from Grandma's Boy. I do not know. This is probably the reason I don't think she has a ton of range, but. I I can look it up, but <laughs> I mean it's basically the same. Surely thing. she has played some kind of serious role in her life. She, yeah, like every love, everybody loves Raymond was probably not her first like role as an actress. Although maybe it was. Mike is looking it up. I'm looking it up. Her name is Doris Roberts. Uh, I am pulling up her IMDb as we speak. I so, feel like she was like like a stud back in the day, and then we're just like dating ourselves here. Her. What's the opposite of dating yourself? Like, we're modernizing ourselves. <laughs> I never watched Everybody Loves Raymond. I, I just, I, I just didn't think okay. it was funny. Uh, it's a quick sidebar here. My coworker and I were talking about this the other day. New show uh, uh, with Raymond. Ray Romano. Ray Romano. Um, looks pretty good. I, I, is it Get Shorty? Is it? It's Get Shorty's like a movie. It's a spinoff of that, but it looks really good. And he looks really good. And like, he's like, Seems like he might be kind of like starting this new phase of his career where he's like a serious actor. Well, wasn't Ray Romano in a in a movie recently, the the Big Sick? I didn't see that, but I think uh, he played like yeah. We he, I I still haven't character. seen it either, but apparently he's really good in that too. Hmm. Um, yes. So yeah, check out the trailer for that. Oh yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, she's had a lot of like one episode roles. She's in Walker Texas Ranger for an episode. That's a serious role. Um, she was serious as a heart attack. She was in My Giant from 1998. I love My Giant. That's with uh, George Mirashan and Billy Crystal. Yes, I remember. I saw that on an airplane. I that- saw that in the theater. <laughs> I she, liked it a lot. It's weird. Like was I was way the, too young to actually like appreciate it. The only part I remember of that is like. I guess they were all having dinner or something, and some old lady, it may have been Doris, asked how big his dick is. The giant. <laughs> that, so- that sounds like Doris. It sounds like our girl Doris. Yeah, she played Rose Kaminsky in that. Uh, she was in the 1999 movie A Fish in the Bathtub. I'm not sure what that is. Is it a mermaid movie? Uh, I don't know. It it just has like the MGM logo like as the poster pretty Do you much. Do rec- this? Do you recognize any of the movies that she's in? From okay, like well, then? she was cow number one in the Wild Thornberries TV series. <laughs> um, she's in Lizzie McGuire, Everybody Loves Raymond, Grandma's Boy. She was Grandma Lily. You mentioned that. Uh, she was in Law and Order, Criminal Intent for an episode. Uh, a animated movie called Aliens in the Attic. She was in the TV movie Mrs. Miracle. 
I feel like that is sort that sounds of, serious. Yeah, that's sort of in our range. She was in one episode of Grey's Anatomy, one episode of Desperate Housewives, um, and then other various comedies with. Well, I mean, what about like back in the day? Was she? Yeah, I was like, expecting her like back in the day. Yeah, just like pick like a, little bit a random like eighties or seventies thing that or she was sixties. Okay, random fifties. She's pretty old. So a lot no of a lot of TV movies here. Perfect, t- right up her alley. A lot of TV movies. She was in 1980. She was Mrs. Petronella Van Don in the Diary of Anne Frank. Okay, oh, there you go. So she's got range. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it might not have been any good. Well, she at least isn't like in there cracking jokes. You know, like she can't like. <laughs> That'd be a fucked up version. of <laughs> Okay, let's get back. I would to watch it. the shit out of that. So she is. Orion's wife's mother is that what we either that or Orion's mom I I mean she's definitely a like a grandmother okay so Um, it it could be like more like heartstrings if she's a mom of like the dead wife yeah yeah I think that's and they come like closer throughout the film um maybe he liked it yeah maybe like yeah they he hated her or something to begin with and the feeling was mutual oh he's just this athlete he's gonna then he becomes grandma's boy. Just seamless transition. <laughs> so this crash that kills the mother and paralyzes the daughter comes relatively early in the film, we're saying. Yeah, I, I, say I, I think it's like opening scene. I think it's uh, like them maybe like leaving the park or something and then they're like, boom. And then that's how it starts. I'd say opening like 15 minutes because I think they got to set the stage of yeah. like the poor relationship between De- uh, Orion that's and, and Doris. Yeah, and that he's a hot shot hockey player and whatnot. So after this, he struggles with this decision. Is there like a is there like a secondary sort of love interest at play here, where it's like, oh, he's he's trying to get over the mom and like the daughter's pushing him out there, or is this like, I mean, I feel like a lifetime movie has to have some sort of other element like that in it. Yeah, that's true. The, the only. It'd have to be a pretty, like, compressed timeline because I can't imagine the daughter, like, going through, like, you know, coping with paralysis, like, being like, Dad, you need to start dating again. <laughs> maybe it's a you nurse. Know? Oh, yeah. Nurse. All right, yeah. That would work. Maybe plays by Susan Sarandon. Yes. <laughs> or, <laughs> or that lady that you think is Susan Sarandon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Quack Lights, you're going to have to let us know if there are any actresses you often confuse for Susan Sarandon. It's not like a specific think... thing. I'm talking in more general terms. Not necessarily Susan Sarandon, but like... But like a curly-haired mom? Or, yeah, and somebody like, oh, she looks kind of like, you know, insert actress's name here. Okay. You know. Yeah, I would I would love to hear from the Quack Lights on their confusion with actresses resembling susan and sarandon we mentioned <laughs> not all susan we mentioned crash davis earlier susan sarandon was in durham as crash davis's love interest there you go There's a lot of it players love interest. <laughs> yeah, she was <laughs> it all comes around okay so he goes and he deals with like the decision and then is like what's the payoff here is it just that he makes this decision and then the whole family's like happy again and then this like nurse that he's sort of crushing on like everything comes around is yeah i I think kind of um grandma doris probably like she offers to say like i'm gonna take care of your daughter because you don't know how basically and so he could like be on the road you know and essentially be an absent father figure like manchester by the sea like that type of thing where he's like i'm not good enough to be your dad you're going with your grandma like that type of thing 
I guess very loosely. <laughs> um, except that like he's actually the the dad, not Casey Affleck is well, not yeah. the kid's dad. Anywho, Manchester by the Sea is good. Very very sad. Anywho. Still haven't actually seen it, but <laughs> I mean I know the plot. I know the plot. Um. Yeah, but it's about so, soccer, Manchester. Yeah, <laughs> Manchester United by the sea. Okay. Um, wait, question. So, okay. A, how good of a player was he? I mean, if he made the NHL, I feel like he he's obviously good. I think he's like, uh, I think he's a defenseman. I think he's more of like a stay-at-home defenseman. Well, sort obviously of like, he's a defenseman. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Sort of like, a, yeah, he's not going to light up the world with his slap shot or anything but like, like a that. solid role player. yeah he's just a solid stay-at-home defenseman like definitely an asset to the team top four defenseman for sure so i think part of the plot has to be you know he he leaves he quits the nhl or whatever and then maybe they go on a run and oh. and they they're like hey we need you back like you know, oh then like the girl's like, like injured. he's like tortured maybe he does leave for like a couple games or whatever yeah and maybe the daughter either suffers a setback or it just like eats away at him and he can't be lost so I, I think that has to play into it somehow yeah like he he just like kind of he he has to make a decision if he's gonna be like he like out. shows up like there's like an emotional scene where like he's gone and like randomly like shows up in the middle of like a big operation like I'm here for my daughter. And yeah. the nurse like is all happy, and Doris yeah. nods her head. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's there's a, that's there's a good a, there's a sort right of there. similar, not I guess less drama, I guess, but in the rookie, whenever uh, our boy Dennis Quaid <laughs> is on the road and he's like talking to his son, and he just like starts crying, and he's like about to call it quits because he's been away from his son for too long. So I think it's like that kind of that type of yeah. environment, you know. This is good. This, I, this could be one of the better lifetime movies. We need to movies, shop this around. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we if have. Les Moonves is uh, listening. We this could be a TV uh, movie of the week. Yeah, I think we're oh, shooting easily. too low for for, for lifetime. lifetime. Yeah, I I I think we built it into something that maybe could this be like an ABC Family movie? Oh yeah, be be sure to tag uh, Les Moonves on All right. Twitter. Sure. Les on Twitter. I, he has to be okay. I'll or at least somebody he knows is on Twitter. Wait, who? Les Moonves, the president of CBS. Oh. Or I don't know what his title is, but yeah, he's I the, think he's the president. top guy at CBS. Okay, it's just like we've got a <laughs> fucking movie for you. <laughs> I like. This. Do you remember the Mighty Ducks? <laughs> Three. Think, think about it this way. Remember, everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> We're talking about the grandma in a serious role. Have you seen her role as Anne Frank's mother? <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah. How can you say no? How can you say no? All right. Let's let's go to another. Oh, hold on. One. Hold on one second. Okay. Do we have a, like a witty title that has to do with like Orion? Oh yeah. Because like, the obvious choice is like Orion's belt. But yeah. You're not, that's yeah. Or like like shine on Orion or something like that or um I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. trying to d- tie in like. No more crying for Orion. <laughs> <laughs> or you could like, oh, and so you said he was a stay-at-home defender. Yeah. Stay-at-home defender. Oh, Ooh. yeah, Boom. that's good. That's Boom. good. All right. Wow. I think this is a winner. This is one of the better ones that we've done. Not that I've been disappointed in any of them we had. Uh, do we have... I have one, but does anyone have another one they want to get out? No, let's do it. What do you got? I, I do want to mention we did have a, a mini spinoff earlier that we talked about. And one of my fan theories is that Tommy Duncan um, actually is the the younger Pete and Pete and Pete. 
So oh. technically, Pete and Pete is already a spinoff of the Mighty Ducks. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because he went into uh, witness uh, protection. Yes. And so you do need to go back. Mike is going to put that episode in the show notes, but that's an excellent episode. Yes, I will definitely put that in the show notes. Okay. One other quick aside. Since we've already gotten Dennis Quaid into one of these, I feel like we're obligated to get Randy Quaid in one of them. Randy, so like, okay. let's keep that on the f- forefront of our minds. Okay. So when I was thinking origin story, I was thinking... Could we do something revolving around the building of the Hawks sort of dynasty here? Like maybe like a young uh, uh, Jack? Yeah, like how he becomes this like ruthless sort of dictator over these kids. And Are we following him like from his peewee days and then through the or beginning Or maybe like of when that? he like is a, you know, 25 year old yeah. and he starts coaching. Yeah. yeah, he's a young coach, like bright eyed and bushy tailed. And then eventually he sort of turns Ooh, into this, turns like, into the dark side. Basically. Yeah. Like so, there's some pivotal moment that turns him. Yeah. Like almost like how Bombay started teaching him how to cheat, except he did that, but he never stopped. Yeah. Like that type of thing. Yeah. I, yeah. That he, that's, that's the point. Like his, his team is struggling. And then he starts, like, he basically gives up hope and just started, tells his team to cheat. They end up winning the game. And he's like, oh, I need to do this more. And it's also pretty easy to tie in, like, a love interest here, too, because, like, you could say, like, his wife leaves him or whatever. So he, like, buries himself in yeah. his work. He doesn't, you know? he, oh, uh, Coach Riley doesn't cheat, though. That's true. That's maybe true. maybe skirts the rules. I mean, he does cheat with like the players and like getting recruiting and stuff yeah. like that. Like he definitely does in that sense. In, in that sense, yes. But I mean, in not how Bombay cheated. Correct. No. But I can imagine it being almost like he had the opportunity to like follow his girlfriend, his like college sweetheart or something, but he decided to like say no or, or he like broke up with her so he could like he's following his dream as a coach and she didn't get it so she goes off <laughs> and there's that she's uh the president of the united states <laughs> <laughs> there's that yeah there's that like unrequited unfinished business between them so he buries himself in starts finding loopholes in the rule book gets a good player they start winning and he starts sort of building this up and yeah, and then he just slowly morphs into like starts yelling at the kids and that kind of stuff. Well, it seems like the the players respect him though. So I almost kind of see him as like a Nick Saban. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean I mean I don't know. I think they like to win. I think that's like their That's true. kind of north star there. I don't know how much they like him or Well, I imagine all the all the parents like cuz that there's that hawk attitude. Yeah. And still so like hey you know, Coach Riley, is a, he's a winner. Yeah. So you're going to be a winner. And so, you know, you're going to be a bunch of skinny winners. Did you say skinny wieners? It's <laughs> <laughs> a little heavyweights called back. Um, but anywho, yeah. So I'm not sure how much. I think he is looking for loopholes. And remember, he is a, like an old friend of, I guess, Mr. Ducksworth. Yes, that's true. So how does that tie into it? Well, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Is is he an old friend or is this Phil Benton? No, it's Riley who's an old friend of Mr. Duckworth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe maybe we have an appearance by a young Mr. Duckworth Maybe they're there. college roommates or something. Yeah, and maybe he pushes them into, like, coaching hockey. He's like, oh, this is your business. And then, yeah, there's got to be some moment where it sort of turns. Quick, quick question. Is this all that he does? That Riley does? No, like, I, I, surely he's like a lawyer, though, right? Because like him and yeah. Dutch with her friends. Yeah. I just I just thought of something. This is that has nothing to do with a spinoff, though. Okay, but 
Riley's the one who gets Gordon into the league to coach because Ducksworth and Riley are friends. Oh. And so Ducksworth goes to Riley and say, hey, I've got a, a lawyer who needs help. Can he, He's like a hockey guy. Can he like, is, is there like an assistant opening or something? And he says, hey, actually, the District 5 team needs a coach. You can put him there. I don't care what his name is. Just put him there. <laughs> I don't, does he explicitly say that? I don't care what his name <laughs> he's is. <a> Basically. <laughs> I like and so this. if it wasn't for the Riley-Ducksworth relationship, Bombay isn't placed B- into that Bombay league. Bombay would be coaching the Cucumbas. Yeah, so so <laughs> Riley is the one who basically gave Bombay his shot. Un- unwittingly. Yeah. yeah. But anywho, that, well, I think we can talk about that later. Yeah, that's good, though. That's good, though. So, but yeah, I think maybe Riley is, is a ruthless lawyer. Yeah. I don't think he has to be a lawyer. I mean, they could have been like undergrad roommates. Like, he could just be like, I don't know, just a business An accountant or, or something. something. Yeah. yeah, something. I don't think he's got the temperament for an accountant, but... yeah. Well, I, I, I guess also just like a bit like a businessman. You know? I, I could see him being like a real nine to five businessman. Also, like he if he's putting so much time into coaching, he can't be working overtime. And, yeah. you know, because like, lawyers do have to put in a lot of work, I imagine. Yeah. Thought of something here. Is he a sort of probation officer? And then he gets these mean kids that are good at hockey onto his team. To start a sort of build it from there. Oh, so maybe he like has good intentions to start with, and then he slowly turns yeah. as his players get better, and then he gets ringers, and then maybe some of these kids go astray, and instead of trying to help them, he kicks them off the team because he's all focused on winning now instead of helping the kids. Or he starts framing really good hockey players so that he can then rehab. Oh, them. I like this. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Like if you're gonna be a like my juvenile probation, you have to play hockey. Yeah, yeah. So they have to move into the district, and then all the I other like teams this. are like, "Why the fuck do our players keep getting arrested?" <laughs> <laughs> I like this. And okay. Ducksworth, of course, helps set this up. Like maybe not knowingly, because Riley just goes, "Okay, can you sign this thing?" And he's like, "Oh, sure." It's just like maybe it's like a, a lawyer letter rec- recommendation to, "Hey, don't put this kid in juvie. Just put him in this nice program for." It's not rehab, but it's. <laughs> It's essentially, you know. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, and then he starts winning, and the suburbs, the kids from the suburbs just start moving in to play for him, and he kicks these kids out. And then I feel like there are a lot of threads in this story. Yeah. We need to tighten this up there, a bit. I mean, there is. There is. So, well, first of all, what are we looking at? Are we looking at a movie? Are we looking at a series? Are we looking at, uh, like, a, a full-fledged series, a mini-series? What... What is the vehicle for this right here? Uh, I mean, if it stays as complicated as we've tried to lay it out here, I think it has to be a series, just for simplicity's sake, almost. But it'd be hard to cram all of this into a movie. Uh, Originally, I was thinking it could be a movie that was more focused on the turning point. And so you don't see everything that leads up to it. You don't see the, the whole aftermath. But it's very clear. It's like, that was the moment. Like... You know, in, in Star Wars uh, Episode 3, Range of the Sith, whatever. You know, obviously, we all know what happens after that. But no spoilers here. You see someone become Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, that's the moment or whatever. And so this is kind of like you see him become Coach like Riley. And he like gets his jacket at the end or something. Yeah, pops I like the pops. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was... I was Leaning more towards the series, but I do like this movie. Yeah, so maybe we, maybe we simplify it a bit, and he, yeah, he's just this young coach, who, uh, yeah, there's the turning point. What would be the turning point though? Like, where is the moment 
that he all just goes astray. Uh, I, I don't know. I suggested earlier that it would be like his wife leaving him or something. But oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's definitely an element there. So, like, he... Everything's going good for him at the beginning. His wife leads him, and he started to sort of descend into this hole where it's all about winning, like, to f- sort of feel his worth. Okay. So, here's what I think maybe happens. He's he's a coach. Hawks are just a regular program, right? Uh-huh. Middle of the road. He's got a son on the team. Oh. Okay. He's, like, you know, nine times. He's a younger player. Somehow, the Hawks start to get really, really good. Like, it's just, like... Like des- team of destiny, he cuts his own son. His son is not as good, I like and it. it starts going from like, oh, hey, my philosophy is everyone has to play at least you know, you know, thirty five minutes of like the sixty minute game or mm-hmm. something along those lines. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, oh, son, you know, you play a little bit less, play a little bit less. And then it's like the mom is like, hey, you're not playing, you know, little Ricky or whatever. And then it comes into like, well, he's just not any good. He takes after you or something like that. And then they go through a divorce, and it's kind of like a. You can save our marriage if you stop coaching. <laughs> and then he decides that he's not going to stop coaching. And so he loses and then he custody. Cuts his son. Yeah. No, no. He, like, it, basically, the mom and the son move away. The mom, yeah. Okay. And he, he basically gives up on the son. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like, there's some scene where the kid like goes in the car with the mom and it drives off and then it comes back to Riley. And we see like from behind, he just pops the collar. And then that's the end of it. I like this. I like this. I like the family element of the son. We can on the title team. it Jack Hole. I think. I hole. think Randy Quaid is probably the announcer. <laughs> I still feel <laughs> we have, we have a better spot for Randy Quaid to land. I mean, he could be um, Jack's dad. No. Well, is he like the good meaning assistant coach that eventually gets? Oh, pussy like the, he's like the comedic relief. Oh yeah, yeah. The, like the goofy assistant. I like that. Yeah. Like oh, wait, um, I, I thought we were going like dark, like like the Dark Knight, dark. There's still you can have moments of levity there. Yeah, I guess. And then yeah, maybe he maybe he like sets up this assistant coach or something, or he like he puts all the blame on him for some rules violation, and he throws him out too. And then and then and Randy Quaid takes a fall. Yeah, this could be Randy Quaid's Oscar Oscar turn. Yeah, this is best supporting actor. Yeah, yeah. There's he's gonna need a lot of range, so we gotta hope Randy's up to it. But I like these two here. I like these two. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of like the first one more, but this one I think has potential. I feel like this one is just too fragmented. Yeah, it we, took we us. We brought it. We brought it. Around. Yeah, it took us a while to get to the point. Mike's but, idea needed some massaging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a good idea, though. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll come back and work on it, especially if the quack lights have any um, input on it, or our first one. Uh, we'll stay at home defender. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> that one's pretty polished though but if you have any suggestions we're open to it yeah we got we do have to get that stay at home defender out to 80 minutes i mean i mean there's got to be some more like conflict in it yeah yeah we could use like a c story so if you have any ideas you know where to find us the com. but l- right now let's go to the last round of the f- last matchup of the first round of my trivia Joining us now are our last two competitors of the first round. This is exciting. We finally made it to the first round. Uh, both ended up being alternates that we had to call into duty here. Uh, one of our 
main competitors hey he has to work on wednesdays now which is when we record so he's out it's the uh, quackalite emeritus quackalite emeritus armin at ak Wait, what, to the what word did you just try to say <laughs> emeritus okay it's you sound like you said it's america american. america yeah. he is an american as well so uh... <laughs> isn't he yes oh, yeah. uh, yes armin is an american <laughs> you, you uh you were a little iffy on that so yeah he had to work and then our other guy Orlando, we tried, but he's in the Philippines. Connection was not great there, so we had to call in a double alternate. So this this will be an interesting matchup. A lot it's of a bit unknowns. of a Rudy story. Here. Yeah, double Rudy story. A lot of unknowns, but in the blue corner, joining us from he said Toledo, Ohio, JD at JD Youngblood underscore on Twitter. JD, how are you today? I'm doing great. What are you doing out in Toledo, Ohio? I actually work at a church here, so I'm an assistant music director. So I just get a bunch of music and stuff together for our bands at our campuses and make sure that they do decent. <laughs> what is like the headbanger? What's what's the one everybody loves? <laughs> oh gosh. There's not much headbanging except for myself. <laughs> so I'm usually the oddball out. Everyone else is just standing around while i freak out so okay so there's no like one <laughs> popular song that everyone... like what's the best track that everyone's requesting yeah ah uh, there's not many requests honestly well this is a downer so it's <laughs> yeah it's kind of uh it's all right i okay well i there's one song it's called alive alive and so it's basically just like a four on the floor dance techno beat is constantly what what's the church out of curiosity uh it's called cedar creek church okay i'm just curious i've been to a couple design conferences where they uh there are a couple like representatives from church is it like one of the churches like aimed at millennials (laughs) uh no not exactly we're not a cool hip church we actually (laughs) most of our people probably range from like 40s to 50s so oh okay Mm. It's not a bunch There's of quack- a old n- not a, not too many quackalites. <laughs> no, I mean you you got your Red Wings fans, but that's about it. Yeah, mm. shout out. Well, maybe you you and the pastor or whatever can spread the word of the quack attack. Yes. Yeah. Oh, totally. I totally will get that. <laughs> I'll get him on that. Trust me. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, and JD's competitor, Darren at DW three three ZY on Twitter. <laughs> I believe it's D Weezy with two threes instead of E's. Uh, Darren, how are you today? There you go. Good, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem. Darren, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Los Angeles, California. Oh. Ooh. Is this like the third Los Angeles participant? Haven't we had a couple before? I thought this is the first. Maybe one or two? I don't remember any. There might have been one. I thought we had at least one. The Los Angeles following definitely not as big as our Long Island following. Yeah, because they were both the Hurricanes fans. And oh, one, one, was, was, one was from L.A., yeah. yeah that's yeah, true. That's true. That's true. Darren, what are you doing out in L.A.? I am in grad school. I am, uh, I'm an actor, and also I'm in grad school. So I uh, was recently on a soap opera, The Young and Restless. And oh, nice. congrats. Wow. Yeah, and uh, just finished up a play for eight weeks. It was a superhero comedy, and... Uh, Starting back with school here in uh, a week and a half. Wow! All right, Qu- uh, no offense to JD here, but I, uh, and any of our other contestants, <laughs> but you might be a, our most interesting contestant thus far. Okay, I appreciate that. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a clip from you 
on the young and the restless that you could send to us? Um, it has not yet been released. Oh, it is not. I guys a picture, but it has not yet been. Uh, the episode has not yet been released. Oh. Um, but there is a picture from one of the one of the scenes that I can get you guys. Oh, okay, this is exciting. Wait, this is this is kind of uh, bringing my soap opera knowledge world crash into the ground. I thought they were always filmed live. <laughs> filmed what? I thought they were always like live, or at least like like the day they were filmed, they're released that day. Oh no, they they move really fast, so they they sometimes record two or three different scenes from different episodes in one day, and oh okay, uh, they just yeah they move pretty quickly. Oh okay, I just I guess I had a complete misunderstanding of the soap opera industry. So. Yeah, I stand. Hey, I'm due to it too. <laughs> See, my only knowledge of the soap opera industry is a. My grandma called them her stories. Yes, nice. Everybody's grandma calls them their, their, their <laughs> and, stories. And B, um, Joey from Friends was Dr. Drake Ramore. Yeah, I'm actually watching Friends right now. Not right now. Well, but he's when Mike came in. Yeah, yeah. that is true. Let's pause in our studio. Yeah, yeah, our studio's the whole condo, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the task at hand here. Just to recap, for the competitors and for everybody, we have 14 trivia questions here. First one to get four correct wins. If we run out, we give it to whoever's the most correct. If you guys are tied, I have a tiebreaker question. So there's that. You buzz in with your name or a version of your name. We can decide that in a minute. Um Roughly five five seconds to answer or to buzz in here, and uh, Tommy and Kevin are the final calls here. So any debates go to them. Any questions here? I'm ready to get going. All right. Now, I mean, we were talking off the air. You both have two syllables in your name. Do you guys want to change them to something shorter before we get going here? I'm changing mine to J. J. Okay. Dare. And I'll say uh, D. To D? <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, this is going to be interesting. Is that all right? That's yeah, fine. That's fine. I mastered the alphabet months ago. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here we go. Question number one. We're going to D3 first. What number is the jersey Bombay lays on Hans's casket? J. Jay. D, D. I'm just going going on a whim here. I'll say fifteen. Incorrect. Uh, Darren? I, have a, I, uh, I think it's eleven. That is correct. Whoa. Ooh, Darren pull. pulls it out there. Nice. Darren pulls it out. All right. Question number two, we go to D one. Which mighty duck says he is in Tammy Duncan's science class? All right, five seconds. D. Oh, D. Oh, we'll give it to him. Uh, I'll give it. I'll just give it a guess. Guy Germain. Incorrect. JD, do you have a guess here? Uh, I'll say Tommy. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> no. <laughs> Her the correct answer is Terry Hall. Terry Hall. Hold on a second. Mm. He says that Tommy's in my science class. Oh, she said Tammy's. She's in my science class. No, he says oh, that's Tommy Duncan. He's in my science class. Oh, and, and that's his oh, sister Tammy. Right. You just you had a typo in your question. You're right. Well, you're nobody right. got it anyway. So yeah. It's so, so yeah, <laughs> irrelevant. Irrelevant. Okay. 
I should get a point. <laughs> you should. Yeah, Tommy's on the board with one. So Darren and Tommy both with one. This is exciting. <laughs> All right. Question three. We go to D2. Uh, what news outlet does Don Tibbles pull Gordon Bombay away from Miss McKay for after the press D. conference? D. Uh, Hendrick? Incorrect. J. J. Uh, the Inquirer. Incorrect. Crenshaw answer is CNN. That was a difficult question. CNN. But he says, oh, CNN's waiting. So he pulls him away. I would have loved to read that Inquirer story, though. (laughs) (laughs) Good question. What's CNN doing at, like, hey, you want to talk to the Goodwill Games (laughs) hockey coach? Who knows? USA Today was there, too. Yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, What are we? Question four. Question four going back to D3 here. According to him, what can you call Ted O'Ryan? D. D. Coach O'Ryan, sir. Incorrect. JD, I got yeah. nothing. Okay. I got nothing. I got, I got to guess. It's okay. Coach or Coach O'Ryan. Correct. Yeah. Coach or Coach oh. O'Ryan. All right. Uh, number five. Oh, number five is a... Uh, you might be able to guess it, but I don't know if you guys will be able to just get it right off the bat, but in what film can we see a Drexel University shirt? Jay. Jay. D3. That's correct. Oh, nice. good guess. <laughs> Goldberg is wearing it. While My he's cousin went to Drexel. Yeah. Oh, wow. Drexel Dragon Swimming records there. Wow. Mm. Shout out to him, her. Tommy Cullen. Tommy. Shout out to Tommy Cullen. All right. So five questions in, tied one to one here. Tied one to one. Uh, question six. How old was Gordon Bombay when he was playing for the Minnehaha Waves? Jay. Jay. 32. Incorrect. B. Darren? 18. Incorrect. The correct answer is 29. Ooh. <sighs> I, wow. 32 was my guess as well. 29 was my guess. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, getting on the board again. <laughs> All right. So we're going to question seven, tied one to one here. We go to D3 again. What's the first W that Coach Orion wants the Ducks to do? Nothing. Nothing. Five seconds. Correct answer is work. Work. Uh, that was my guess. God. Uh. <laughs> yeah. No penalties for wrong answers here, so throw them out there. So we go to question eight, tied one to one. Where is the U.S. versus Iceland championship game played? No, time is up, according to Kevin. Correct answer is... Oh, uh, D, D, D. <laughs> uh, we're past time. Past time, according to Kevin. Correct answer Arrow is the... Pond? That would have been... Should we? The correct answer is the pond in Anaheim, which I believe then came became Arrowhead? No. I think it's Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, and it's the pond in Anaheim. 
Uh, the correct answer is Pond in Anaheim. For, for the rest of these questions, let's expand the time a little bit from five to like ten seconds. To... That's have kind of been wavering around there anyway. Okay. Okay. Well, let's give them like <laughs> let's give them a like a hey, we need an answer. Like, All right. give them the chance to buzz in. All right. All right. Uh, question nine here. What job does Gordon Bombay take that makes him unable to coach Eden Hall? Jay. 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 Defense attorney. Incorrect. Darren. He takes the uh, job as the like the director of uh, the junior the junior goodwill game. You know the the team, the whatever you want to call that organization. What do the judges say? The correct answer is director of player development, right? Player personnel. Player personnel. Who? Um, I'd say director. I gotta say no. Yeah, I no, no, can't give it to no, you. No, still tied one to one here. Clapping, I like this. All right, we're down to our final five questions here. This is exciting. Uh, going back to D one, how many goals did Gordon Bombay score in his season with the Hawks? Jay. Ooh, Jay. 23. Incorrect. D. Darren. Darren? 16. Incorrect. It's, it's, a, it's an absurd It's number, like 190 it? or something, no. right? Oh, it's, my gosh. It's 198. <laughs> <laughs> and that would work out to like 50 goals a game. Yeah, I, was like, <laughs> I believe. I, I did the numbers. It was something like, I think it was like nine goals a game at least, sir. <laughs> It might have been more. I don't remember what, exactly what it is. It's the single greatest peewee hockey season of all time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially oh. with how little games they played. Should do a 30, 30 on that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Question number 11 here. In D2, what are the three steps to fighting, according to Russ's brother? D. D. Glove, stick, shirt. Do we have to put it in order? Jay. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, that was. Come on. No, was, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fine. All right. It's stick glove shirt. Right? It is correct. Yeah. yeah. It is. That is. We correct. didn't say you had to be in the order. The yeah. other way. Well, you can lose one glove, then drop the stick, then lose the other glove. I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give get, it to we'll, we'll you. You get the point. I did not specify it had yeah, to be in order. That's so. True. That is correct. But how do the gloves come off if the sticks don't work? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, but I, I, he got it. He, in the spirit of the game, he got it. So yeah. We'll give it to so Darren's up two to one here as we go to question 12. Three questions remaining. What is Hans's reasoning for keeping the newspaper clipping of Bombay's missed penalty shop shot up on his, in his shop? <laughs> Let me reiterate that. What is Hans's reasoning for keeping the newspaper clipping of Bombay's missed penalty shot up in his shop? Jay. Jay. So he remembers where it came from. Hold, please. <laughs> Judges are conferring. <laughs> I think that's I think that's close enough. Yeah, we'll give it to him. It's important to remember the past. Yeah. 
There we go. So All we're right. tied at two. Tied at two going into these final two questions here. You got to get more specific with these questions. Like we got to, you got to ask for like quotes or. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. like the sentiment was correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Just that's, a bit of critique. That's good to know for the quarter for the question thing. master. All right. Uh, question number 13. What was the score after the second period of the U.S. Iceland championship game? D. D. <laughs> Five to two. That's incorrect. J. J. Fourteen to five. That's also incorrect. Crunch answer is one, wasn't it? Four to one. Yes. Dang. All, All right. right. Tied at two. Tied at two. Going into the final question. This is going to decide it here, unless you guys both miss it. But I don't <laughs> think you guys will. It's going to decide it here, or it won't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me let me let me give some clarification do i need clarification on that question do i should i make that question more specific how about you let me read it okay okay yeah maybe make it a little bit more clear yeah this is not a great question by mike (laughs) um Okay. We got some whispering going on. In D1, uh, Fulton Reed is practicing by shooting pucks into the street, as we all know. Um, He and Bombay speak. Bombay says, We ever get a goal? What is Fulton's response? J. J. No, I don't even know how to skate. No. That's incorrect. That comes a little after. I know. Darren, anything? Um, oh, I remember this. Give me two seconds. Oh, man, what is this? I think it's time. Time? Kevin's calling time. Should, should you just read the question normally? Like how it is? Okay, here, here's the question normally. 14, period. (laughs) (laughs) How many shots does Fulton get on target? D. Are we we giving this up? I would give it to him. Oh, was this a question? Oh, did you not realize it was a question? I I don't think this this counts. Okay. This doesn't count. Fine. (laughs) What was your answer, Darren? How many did he get on target? None. Okay. Jay. Well, was that your <laughs> Jay. Was that your This is not this is for funsies. This is for funsies. Oh. What's your guess? Me? I say zero. Jay. Oh. Uh two. No. No. Answer is one out of five. Yeah, this was a, a poorly written question that I tried to salvage and did a poor <laughs> job. Do you want me to pull up another question? Or well, should we go with the tiebreaker? Well, is the tiebreaker not another question? It's a any it's, question is going to be a tiebreaker. Well, is you it like need closest a, to the pen. Yeah, or it's closest to the, to a number. Is oh, okay. Um, or should I pull up another question here? I'll let Kevin decide. Uh, let's do one more question since that one was such a disaster, okay. and, then, and then we'll go tiebreak. Okay, give me one minute. This here. is not the cleanest round of trivia we've done. No. 
No, but we're getting all the kinks out. We're getting all the kinks out for the quarterfinals. Yes, on the last, on the last uh, round of the first round. Yeah. Sometimes it takes that much. All right. All right. Pulling it up. He's got his random number generator. Random number generator. Oh, it's going to be an early one. Before Mike had to stretch for some questions. <laughs> That I I pretty much got them pretty easily to to get the number. I, I had like 116 total. What uh, was the answer to that last question, by the way? Oh, one out of five. Yeah. Okay. So on Bombay's penalty shot at the beginning when he's young and he's playing for the Hawks, what corner does his shot go into where he hits the post? Uh, D. D. The right corner. That's incorrect. J. J. The top left. That's correct. Oh. Top left is correct. Wow. Wow. JD with the top left snipe there to end the, the game. The top left snipe. Uh, I'm sweating bullets you didn't over have here. Much to other off, and I'm happy you got that one right. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh. That wasn't the cleanest trivia, but it... That it was had, a disaster. It had its moments. It had its drama. <laughs> I liked it. Anyway, uh, JD, congratulations. You're moving out of the quarterfinals. We got to seed the quarterfinals now and, and see where that works out. But we will be in contact soon. Darren? We, we do have a consolation for Darren in that we just came up with some really good spinoff that's ideas true. that you can potentially act in. So Yeah, we're going to be... Yeah. Ready for Mighty Duck Four? <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna be shopping them around. So yeah, we'll uh, when they get going, we'll we'll ask for Darren to act in it. Uh, Darren, good effort though. Good luck. In- good game, Darren. Yeah, you too, JD. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Good luck in grad school and in in the Young and the Restless. As I said, JD, congratulations. You're moving on to the next round for Thank us. Thank you. For us, the Quacktech.com, at QuacktechPod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash QuacktechPod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us your spinoff idea. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs>